The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Scrim Podcast and Perils Adventure! Grim is right. Yeah, we're at... I do believe this is episode 25. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure last episode I forgot to say the name, the number of it in the beginning, but I did say it at some point. But this episode twenty five, we're a quarter of a way to a hundred. Oh wow! Do this four more times. We've halfway done a hundred episodes. Yeah, we're practically there. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll survive that. <laughs> I mean, Lucky probably won't, but yeah. I hope we're all still friends by then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if it was just a stray alley cat that jumped onto his back at the end of the last episode, and that's all that happened. Or it a giant be. raindrop. <laughs> Did I really have you nervous? Yes! What do you think it was, blood? Like acid or blood or something? I don't know. I was like 90% sure it was pee or blood. I've had it in my notes for the last probably four episodes to to tell you that it's raining and I just keep kept forgetting. So I thought that was an appropriate time to introduce that little quirk of the environment and make you scared. And that was, it worked really well. Real I like cute. how nervous you guys got last episode. I think you're still nervous. Some might say that that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if like those events for us were just maybe 15 minutes ago. <laughs> What are you talking about? This is a weekly show. Something it's, I say. It's so weird how, like, the beginning of last episode, I was like, God, we haven't played this in forever. And now I'm like, wow, this is so fresh in my mind. <laughs> Obviously, it was significantly more impactful. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's pretty fair. It's almost like this is where Lucky Bites it. You could call it, you know, episode 25. Lucky Bites it. The one where Lucky Bites it. I kind of want to call it that no matter what happens here. <laughs> So those of you oh listening God, you will know. Imagine, no, can you imagine like listener? Oh, my God. And I have so many messages like, on Discord before what? I get up in the morning yeah. because yeah. a lot of people listen before, you know, like yeah, uh, time zones ahead of us. Right. <laughs> oh, my I just, goodness. It'd have to be a day. I have to take that day off from work just to answer people. Speaking of which, we, we released the show specifically super early. So people that are in, uh, you know, time zones that are not us can listen to it. As soon as they wake up. As soon yeah. as they wake up. So you're welcome. Because what better to wake up to than the sounds of our voices? I love waking up and looking at thing online and seeing that I have it's already got a bunch of downloads. Yeah. Yeah. So quick recap from last week. If, if you're listening week to week, if you're binging, you know, I'm sure you remember what happened last episode. You guys got an invite to dinner. With the guild master of the Merchants Guild, Frederick Magirius, in two hours' time. It's been about an hour because he spent time going to see if you can start the process of collecting your inheritance. Bruno bought some new clothes on the way. He got fitted. They should be ready tomorrow because he paid extra. Did we do the math for that yet? Yep. Did you really? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> 
Alex can help with that because in the real world, he's good with math. You made your way to the office, the law offices of Lock, Stock and Borrow. And it was a trap. <laughs> the place was mostly empty. That looked like a waiting room was fabricated and there was a big empty room. You got locked in there and then you heard somebody shout about Castor Aloysius Liberung being the Magister Impedimente of the Cult of the Purple Hand. You got out of there after you heard a blood curdling scream and some squelching noises. And then you found the body of the person you talked to there with his chest ripped open and his heart torn out and ripped in two. You keep doing that, Dan. I don't do anything. No, not the, not, the, not the ripped out and ripped in two. It's normally just gone, right? This is the first From time what the you've heart's seen. been still there. Well, now it's gone. Oh, uh, Maybe there's like birds that just specifically go around and eat people's hearts if they're like out on the floor in two pieces. Maybe there's somebody else with a wet bag out there. <laughs> you know what? That's probably the case. That sounds like a logical answer. Uh, and then Mina heard some boots running with some of the clinking of armor. You kind of assumed that it was watch members and you all booked it out of there. Unfortunately, Lucky had a string of bad yeah. luck. Yep. And you stumbled a couple of times. You ran into a barrel. Mina ran way ahead because she is the most athletic out of all of you. And <laughs> she is probably a block or two ahead at this point because she just took off. And then Lucky felt something hit him in the back. As as I fall to the ground, um, I'm assuming I'm falling to the ground at this point. I want to make you take an athletics check. Sure. This You're so good at out. these. Well, for me. All right. Well, that's a 90. So <laughs> let's, let's go ahead with just a, you know, a real nice quick six degrees of failure. <laughs> okay. So you feel something hit you in the back. Not terribly hard, but it's enough to make you lose your footing and you do fall and splash to the ground because it is raining. And not heavily at this point, but it's not just a sprinkle. As... As I fall, I tell that I tell Bruno and Carl to, to keep going. That It's fine. I got this. So you fall. You yell that out and you say, I don't yell that out. <laughs> OK, what I do yell, yell, yell out is stop thief. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so two of the watchmen run past you and two stay next to you. OK, Um. Well, you realize now what hit you in the back was like the haft of a halberd one of the watchmen is holding. He didn't okay. strike you with the blade of the weapon. Okay. He just kind of pushed you with it, and it was enough to, to take you off your feet. So you're kind of laying in a puddle. Yeah. And he just looks at you sternly, and he says, hey, what are you running through the, the alleys here for? That that vagrant, that 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 lady, she stole my purse, and she took off. Stole your purse. Well, you know what I mean. My, 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 my purse. There's nothing to do with the dead body we found back there. Well, no. There's a dead body back there? Yes, I, I see there's blood on your hands. Well, yeah. Make a Laura Reichlin check. Sure. Uh, yeah, this is the one I can roll, I guess. Um, <laughs> Finally made a check. Yeah, two degrees of success. Okay, before I tell you why I wanted to roll that. Carl and Bruno, do you keep running or are you going to stop? I mean, it's too uh, far ahead to know. 
Carl's going to turn around. Like, he is a helpful soul, so he would turn around and kind of pause for his friend falling over on the barrel. Okay. Are you currently armed? Um, I mean, I have, I have my, oh, I th- yeah, I think I have my boat hook with me, but I don't have it like brandished. Like, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Bruno. I mean, it's, it's a work tool, not a sword. Fair. Bruno. Uh, as helpful as Carl is, Bruno is unhelpful and he will continue to run. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Make it an athletics there. 94. <laughs> That's what I thought I saw. So, <laughs> uh, so the other two watchmen catch up Absolutely with you winded. quickly. <laughs> yes, because uh, I just got three as, degrees of success. As fast as he, he thinks he's running so fast, but uh, yeah, he's he's going at a walking pace. They catch up with you by the time they get to Carl and one of them, make another athletics check here. I'm actually, can I use one of them as like a, um, you know, a crutch? As I'm trying to like run away, like grab onto their shoulder and the person. Yeah. We're making an athletics check. Okay. See what happens. If you roll well, maybe that'll happen. Yeah. 65 over 20. All right. So you, uh, one of them basically tackles you to the ground. Oh, he doesn't have to really tackle me. I mean, he, he just kind of gives you a shove. Yeah. He could give two hand touch right. and you go down hard into the, the wet ground. And he Absolutely. says the same thing. He's like, why are you running? Why are you chasing? talking to you? <laughs> so lucky. Yeah. With that, you had two degrees of success. Mm-hmm. In this moment, you're realizing that if it comes to a fight, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know, it's been a long few days. You're not feeling your best. Correct. You're not sure if this is something that you can talk your way out of with literal blood on your hands. Yeah, this is not a great situation. <laughs> Blood does not wash off easy. Nope. Or quickly. So, yeah. But you know that watch patrols, small groups away from their barracks, are particularly susceptible to bribes. That is a possibility. But I didn't do anything wrong. What do you do? All right, listen, man, I'm going to level with you. Uh, we were going over to Locksteed, uh, Locksteed and Barrel or whatever, um, to turn in some letter and the dude that was there, like locked us in there, all the, the shutters shut and he ran out. Um, we heard a scream. We, we went out and we saw him and I don't know, actually, you can probably corroborate this story with some of the other watchmen from some of the other parts of town. Um, there's been kind of this rash of these people having like their chest open or whatever. And, uh, our friend, our, our, our very f- close friend crusher, um, passed in, in, in a very similar manner. Mm. And, um, when we checked the body, that's why my hands red. Cause we flipped him over and he had that, that opening in his chest. And uh, honestly, I, just, I, 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 I panicked and we, we took off. We heard you coming. Obviously I had blood on my hands. I, I have literally no tools or, or anything to cut open a body like that. Um, I, I freaked out and I, and I took off. Make a charm check. Give you, make it average because that was a very good explanation. Thank God. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> you said average? Yes. That's plus 20. Plus 20. Um, that is three, four degrees of success. So you got real lucky here. Yeah. I rolled a 100. Oh. Not only is that 99% seven degrees of failure, yeah. but it's also a critical failure. He completely buys your story. Okay. Can't even make this stuff up. Rolled zero, zero. <laughs> it, it didn't even a lie though. That is actually like a literal recount of what happened. <laughs> right. That's why I made an average. He buys it. Hook, line and sinker. Okay. It's the truth, but it's a not a easily digestible truth. Correct. That makes sense. He puts his hand out to help you up. He, I give him my bloody hand. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's right, because you only one hand has blood on it, right? Yeah. He apologizes for the misunderstanding. He does want to escort you to the watch barracks. Sure. To discuss this. Yep. He says, you and your friends, and he points to Carl and Bruno. Okay. You've been near the watch barracks. You know it's basically on the other side of the city, and there's you. you would certainly... At worst, be very late to your dinner appointment. Um, he, here's the deal. So we have a dinner engagement that we're supposed to be at in like an hour. While you're talking with him, the other watchmen are going to kind of herd Bruno and Carl over here. So you're all together. Um, we're, we're trying to, to establish a, um, a coachman's guild. And we're meeting with uh, Magister. Uh, shit, what's his name? Frederick Magirius. Frederick Magirius uh, uh, at the uh, the Golden Trout. Trout. The Golden Trout. Yeah. Magirius, the Guildmaster. Yeah. You have dinner with him. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks you up and down. He's like, "You? Well, listen, we. You're also wet and muddy. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, hasn't been the best situation today. We we don't." normally coming to this part of town at all. That's why we were kind of a little suspicious that there was apparently a lawyer over here, but a lawyer, what? There's no lawyers around here. Well, obviously we were bamboozled a little bit. Well, Carl and Bruno make a Laura Reichland check, uh, average. Uh, good thing. It was average. That is a success. Mina has the letter, so we have nothing to cooperate her story. Uh, I've got a terrible failure. Okay. Uh, Carl also realizes uh, the idea of bribes is a possibility because they want to take you to the watch barracks. Not saying that you have to do that. Just want you to be aware that's an option. Listen, we do have our business dinner. Obviously, things have gotten a little bit weird today, but honestly, for a small fee, perhaps we could carry on with our business without delay because uh, we're hoping that this business meeting will be lucrative. And so we're willing to move, move things along a little bit to get to that meeting. Hmm. A small fee, you say? Or perhaps a meeting to check in at the coach in or at the guard post later, whichever you prefer. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Carl, why don't you make a bribery check? 
Okay, that's not a strong. I haven't been leveling that one up. <laughs> I didn't uh, think so, but you're the one that brought it up. So, well, that's a seventy-seven. So that's a critical failure. All right. So, you're off of, like, so he doesn't seem penny. to be buying it. Two pennies, Bruno. You heard this. You're right there for this exchange. Do you want to help out with this? Clear um, this guy doesn't seem to be, you know, rolling with what Carl's suggesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bruno's definitely given uh you know his fair share of bribes to uh coaching ins to get better rooms and uh outlaws to have safe passage. So he knows how things work here. All righty, let's hear it. Um I'm going to use, I only rolled, let's see, I need a 41, I rolled a 51. I'm going to uh, use a resolve point to give myself plus 10% and barely. Is that what resolve does? Fortune. Add, one, add plus one success level to a test after it is rolled. Even better because I have two of those and only one resolve. <laughs> All right. So you pass. You figure. You hear this exchange. You hear Carl say a small fee. You figure it would probably be roughly eight pennies would be a good idea to offer up. Um, not a lot of money, but not nothing. All right. Uh, my my friend here is very stingy and very honest. Uh, I am not. And I give him the cash on the DL. OK, you just kind of slide it into his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes a look at it and he's like, well, a dinner date with uh, the, the guild master is pretty big deal. And but we would really appreciate if you stop by the watch barracks at some point, you know, so we can kind of debrief you. He winks, yeah. And then he kind of motions with his head to the other guys and they start walking away. Get a a little bit of dry clothes, yeah. We should be over. I I saw my left flash from before my (laughs) eyes, so you are real nervous, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was it. Um. Thank, thank you, Bruno. I do like the fact that uh, the closest that we've come to death in this game are not because of any combat situations, but it's more uh, social situations that we are completely uh, messing up, falling yeah. into. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. it were. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much we tell the truth. <laughs> you know what? I think telling the truth uh, has worked out for the best. Uh, anytime we've tried to be underhanded or uh, stealthy, uh, we definitely uh, get the short end of that stick. Yeah, that's fair. It's not wrong. That's fair. Everybody make a perception check. There's a zombie with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Uh... It's pretty nice. Uh, three success levels. Three failure levels. <laughs> of course. Six failure levels. <laughs> okay, so the, Carl and Bruno are too busy probably chatting about how close a call that was that you're not being taken to jail. Lucky feels this like tug and you look up 
and you see it's dark because it's cloudy, but the clouds aren't so thick. You can see that more slib has risen a bit early today. Full the chaos moon. Oh, okay. Oh, good. The sun hasn't completely set, but the chaos moon is up. So what's this weird yellow green light kind of fighting for attention at this time of the day? So, um, this is probably going to sound a little odd, but you want to put the heart back? No. Oh, <laughs> nope. That's not the case at all. That desk in the, uh, in that fake law office. Yeah. It was a real nice desk. I, I seem to recall suspiciously nice. And there was nothing else in there at all. Well, Would it be super suspicious to go back there and check that desk. If you have less than an hour to meet Megirius, just so you know. Oh, that's, it was like a seven minute walk, right? It was quite Probably a Probably 10, 15 minutes, yeah. Oh, so we got more than enough time. I don't want to be late for this dinner. I mean, it's, you, you think that that scene will be safe to go to? No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but... Maybe, maybe we've had enough close calls for one evening and we can go have a relaxing dinner and start a new business. I feel like if this interaction that we just had didn't end in our death or eternal imprisonment, that whatever is awaiting us at dinner will most certainly be our death. I, I just I feel like we got invited to a nice dinner at a nice place by a really rich guy. There's no way we're making that out live. I don't you know, at least we'll have a nice hot meal in our bellies. Yeah, I feel like we've been led down that road before. And it doesn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> so true. No, you know, I, honestly, we've had some bad karma and some good karma. And maybe this is the bad part of the day. And the evening is going to be the good part. We'll get valuable intelligence about what to do with all of the demon situation. We'll start a new business so that once that's all sorted out, we'll have gainful employment. You know, I feel like the last time we had really bad luck, we went into a sewer and then we met some guys and then we blew up a little bit and then we found a demon and we were like, well, you know what? At least the day is over. And then we found out we weren't getting paid. And then not only did we find out we weren't getting paid, we found out that Bruno was 150 gold or a coach to somebody. So I feel like normally when something bad happens, like two or three more worse things are about to happen right after it. Don't, don't forget Crusher also died. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And then that's how we started the day. But we made a friend in the sewer and we like used that friendship to have the the men from the coaching company be asked very politely to return to Altdorf so that we don't have to talk to them anymore. That's fair. We get, are... we get one good thing a day and both times it was uh Franz Bowman and we've already had a good interaction with Franz Bowman today. So we should probably just go to sleep, <laughs> wait till tomorrow and then see what he's up to. And hopefully that's the one good thing about tomorrow. Bruno, you think that we should go to dinner, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, earlier the better. Uh, I think we should start sooner rather than later, especially for dinner. And then maybe we could pack in two meals, maybe even three by the time we go to sleep. I am covered in mud. 
and we are going to his super fancy place and we're all wet because it's raining and Mina's gone. And you don't even have prestidigitation in this I game. I don't even have prestidigitation <laughs> in this game. I mean, like, fine. If we're going, let's go. I might as well die now. Whatever. Is there any place to get cleaned up on the way there? And you do make a good point that maybe we should find Mina. Yeah, that's what I meant by that, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bruno. I can't thank you enough for and Carl. Thank you. I I tried to run, uh, but uh, I tried to catch that thief that you said. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that would work. (laughs) I wasn't sure where you're going with that one. I was like, oh, I mean, I forgot about, you know, I may have been caught red handed, literally, because it was covered in blood. Yeah, you do need to at least clean off your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Could have stuck it in the poop water in the middle of the street. Yeah, I probably should have. Make a perception check. I failed by three, two. Sorry. Carl failed by four. I don't think I've made a perception check for us. I uh, I passed by three, though. Oh, you're welcome. So you're walking along. I'm assuming you're heading back south, uh, hoping to find Mina on the way. Yeah. And getting drenched in the- talking about this. And Bruno's like, well, you could wash your hand in that rainbow there. <gasps> you got a rainbow. There's a rainbow sitting out next to a building. But do you wash your hand in a rainbow? It's raining, right? Yeah. Well, good luck. There's water in it. That is that is actually super lucky. <laughs> this is a sign that things are going to turn around. Um, I am going to not wash my hand in the rain bowl because that is gross. Okay. Uh, but I will pour some of the water in my hand and use it uh, with, um, you know, the, the thing that I've been tearing up to make Carl's eye patch and our wine masks okay. to wash my hand. And then I will put the rain bowl back as clean as possible so it can continue to collect rain. Okay. As right now is a ideal time. To fill a rainbow. You get a, <laughs> when it's raining. Yeah. Uh, so you get a good amount of the blood off. Your hand is kind of pink. Your other hand's a little pink, but it doesn't look like a bloody hand anymore. All right. Uh, where is this rainbow in front of? It looks like a hovel of some kind. These people are nice because uh, they have a rainbow and you should do that. That's the thing you should do. Uh, sweet. All right. <laughs> should leave him a penny. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave him a penny. <laughs> I thought that's what you are going to say. Yeah. You're going to leave him a penny? I leave him a penny in that rainbow. Oh, that's nice of you. Well, they're going to have a good day. Yeah. I'm not. No. But they will. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead. I might as well leave them everything I have. <laughs> All right. So are you making your way to the Golden Trout now? You'll be like half an hour early or are you going to... Should we like try to find a place to clean up a little bit? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Uh the inn that we're staying at. Oh, wait, they're not going to let us back in because you could. You just have to purchase another room. Yeah, we can't afford that. Here's I mean, you know, it was 10 silver for the room. So apparently they have people not be able to pay all the time and you can just work for the brewmaster a little bit. So, like, we could just plan on not paying and I'll work for him because I kind of wanted to learn brewery anyway. He seemed like he was pretty nice. Actually, I kind of liked him. Also, all the people that work in the kitchen were gnomes. Oh. All the people halflings. that worked in the kitchen were halflings. Gnomes. Halflings do make the best pies. They do. So you want to head back over to the journey's end? No, that's way far away. 
You figure if you went over there and tried to talk your way through a deal and then to the golden trout, you'd probably be a little late. Yeah, that's probably too far. What about, isn't there like a closer place, like halfway there? Like if we were to measure between here and there, it would be like halfway there, maybe like the half measure. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, make a gossip, make a gossip check. Anybody can. That name sounds familiar. I failed by one. Rolled my second 77. <laughs> Jeez. That's a crit fail. Yeah. Slap Do you know a place where we could like hide from the law for a little <laughs> while? <laughs> Bruno? Uh, failed by three, sir. Nah, you can't figure out what you're not sure where the half measure is. People aren't talking to you right now. Oh. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's just go to the trout and see. Yeah, we can just be half an hour early. We should probably meet up with probably try to find Mina along the way. Yeah. See if they have anything that uh, acceptable to wear here. You know. Okay. Sometimes those nice restaurants have like a coat you could borrow. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. So you find your way to the Golden Trout pretty easily because he sits right across the street from where you were before. It's raining pretty well now. Not still not like real heavy rain, but steady rain. It's darker than it should be this time of day. And. You all notice now, without a perception check, that there is that kind of sickly green light in the air. More slib is full. I don't like this more slib thing. Not it's not real big in the sky or anything like that, but yeah. it's it's there. The sun is starting to set. I just whenever more slib got really high in the sky for whatever reason, my dad would always that would be like he'd show up a couple of days beforehand and then would leave like that night. It was hmm. just. You know, you see that green tinge and just, you know, daddy's leaving. <laughs> I don't know. So. All right. That, that, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, he had to work in the city, but just always around the time. Mm. Seems weird to do that around the chaos moon. Why can that? I and can I do some kind of lore check to see what I know about the chaos moon? Sure. Make a hard Laura Reichland check. Uh, that is not a success. Ah, so you like you you know the basics of it that anybody here would that it's called the Chaos Moon. It's very erratic. Nobody has ever you don't nobody knows of any schedule that it has, and typically, you know, it's rumored that bad things happen when it's full. If anything, maybe your dad is trying to avoid bad luck. Yeah. I mean, he named me lucky. That's probably why he did it. You know, so you guys were around the last corner through the diacic plots to get to the golden trout. I'm going to jump over and see what has Mina been doing since she just booked it away from these watchmen. I went to the golden trout. She just went straight there. I figured they would know this is a, an appointment that we need to keep. And if they can get away, then they will meet me here. So you're just waiting outside? Yes. That's in the ring? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you come around the corner and, and Mina's standing there and she waves to you guys like no big deal. Hello. Hey. Hello, friends. So I got to be honest with you. I may have tried to frame you for uh, a robbery. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I could say I was surprised. And uh, I just figured, you know, you were, took off ahead. I told them to go ahead. And when the I, the guards hit me with a spear halberd or whatever, and I, I was like, oh, s- stop, thief. And oh. they, they didn't buy it. Oh. So I told them the truth. And then they did buy it. That is very surprising. It is almost like you said, maybe we should talk to him. But we all were too scared. And then Bruno did this super cool handshake with that one guy, and then they just left. Did you do the... Yes, with the hand on the ear and the pulling on the... He bribed him. him. Gave him some money. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did he feel for oily residue? What is that you do with your fingers? But yeah, Lucky tried to charm him and rolled a pretty good success. And I rolled a 100. So it was negative seven success levels and a crit fail. So can't, you can't, you know, can't lie the dice there. Can't fudge those numbers. Um, So you're all back together now. Nobody died in the night. I found a rainbow and it was full and I washed my hands with it. Awesome. <laughs> it's true. It's really sweet. It's been a minute since you had a full rainbow. That's true. So you're standing outside the golden trout and it's immediately apparent that it's a strange building. Partly because it's two buildings. Not another strange building. It is. And you can see there are walls surrounding it where the two buildings don't touch. And there are like fabric um, like awnings over it. And you head around to a gate where there is like a porter type person on the other side. You can see you and he's just like, what's your business? Uh, we are here to uh, dine with uh, that guy I said earlier. Frederick Medeiros. That one. You're here with the guildmaster? Mm-hmm. Well, he did say he was expecting company. Uh, sure, come on in. He unlatches the gate, opens it up. Let's you in. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, so I leave a rainbow out. I, I benefited from a rainbow today. I should leave one out just in case someone else needs a rainbow. Okay. Uh, do you have a uh, powder room that we could get refreshed at? Uh, there's a lounge. You can use above the dining room here around the corner. He points. Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your meal. Hey, thanks. Sweet. Up to the lounge then. Yeah, Carl's going to go up there and see if he can wipe some dirt off or whatever. Um, so you Definitely see, he feels out of place. So he said it's above the dining room. The dining room, he tells you, is around the corner to the left. There are stairs out here, but they're not to, they don't go above the dining room. They go to a separate building. As you come around this corner, you see there's actually three buildings and it's like a big courtyard, not a big courtyard in the middle. There's like a hallway courtyard and you can see a couple different buildings that are connected with stone walls or gates. And then above to keep things a little dry, there are like sheets of fabric stretched across between the two buildings. It's only about 10 yards or so between the buildings. If that are okay. there seven doors Ooh, would you what? say that these three like buildings make a point? No, the if anything, the, the buildings arrange into like an arrowhead type shape. Okay. Um, I I had a our arrowheads not pointy. Do arrowheads not come to a point? I thought you meant like a bunch of points, kind of like you know, like a single arrowhead. point. I gotcha. I don't know how to do it with my hand. Sure, I'll head up the stairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going. And, yeah, enter in there to the. 
what I assume should be the lounge. Okay. There's like a long, thin hallway. Lounges with probably down three here. sets of doors. Yep. Should be down here, guys. Uh, up here. You went upstairs. Yep. And take the second door to the left or first door to the left. Okay. Uh, you open it up and it's like a in room, a bedroom. Nobody's in there. Oh, that is not uh, what we want. It's nobody else is using it though, right? We'll let Bruno lead. <laughs> My navigation <laughs> is impeccable. Hold on. First off, um, today has been a fortuitous day. Is there anyone's belongings in this room? It doesn't seem to be occupied at the moment. How many beds are there? Just one. Oh, never mind. You hear? Hey, I, I said to the left. The dining room's here. The porter guy's down at the bottom of the stairs, oh. and he's pointing to this other door on the other side of the, the courtyard. Oh, okay. this was the only set of stairs, though. No, the stairs are inside the dining room. You gotta oh, go okay. upstairs inside. This You gotta rent those rooms. I don't <clears throat> can't afford that, I'm sure. Come on down. <laughs> dining room's here. I'm sure Frederick's waiting for you. Listen, we've afforded rooms with more than one bed. In. You can't even make a bunk bed in that room. There's no point in even renting it. He completely ignores you and just walks back to his yeah, sure, station. Whatever. He's probably never even been on the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To the lounge then. Um, to the left and up the stairs uh, past the dining room. All right. Well, so you go into the door. And the dining room is, you see the, the stairs are like across the way. There's a few different tables set in here. It's very nice. There are like chandeliers with candles. The room is lit. Smells really good. Oh, nice. The tables are covered with linen. This isn't a tavern. This is a nice establishment. You see Frederick sitting in a table next to the stairs, pretty far back in the room. And he waves you over. Well, just well, come have a seat. All right, all right. We were going to wash up first. Is that cool or no? I think you're you, yeah. you're all right. Oh, yes. Forgive us. We're filthy. It happens. It's raining. It's understandable. Oh, all right. Have a seat. Have a seat. There's menus here already. Uh, ooh. I haven't been to many places with menus. Why? Why, why are you even handing us this? <laughs> Yeah, Carl's going to pick up the menu, uh, but isn't clear about which way is up. <laughs> Should somebody take a picture, send to Alex? Okay. I see JB's already on his way to do oh, that. Oh, yes, I'll have the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, I'm sorry, are you, are you not able to read? No, no. Oh, okay. He snaps his fingers, and a waiter comes over who's wearing, like, you know, like a penguin suit kind of thing. He's very smartly dressed, black and white. He's got a bow tie and he says, can I help sirs? Uh, do you have, do you have like a menu with pictures on it? <laughs> would you, would you like me to read the menu for you? Uh, I, I don't, but Bruno, yeah, Bruno does. Here, Bruno. Very good. Uh, tonight. Sorry. No, I was going to say I'll have uh, this one and that one. Oh, well. I'd like to inform you that tonight, this is our course of meals. Oh. We'll so let you know what you will be having tonight as we make everything fresh this day. Okay. We're going to start with drunken or tollen bunting. What? What's a bunting? I'm glad you asked. So these are small, plain-looking songbirds that are fattened on figs and millet for a week until twice their normal weight. 
They are drowned in Reichlander apple brandy, plucked and roasted. They're eaten whole, bones and all, except for the beak. As the patron chews the bird, brandy trapped in the lungs fills the mouth. Very nice appetizer. Sounds really good. good. (laughs) You shouldn't call it the brandy bounce bunting. I will give you the beak. You can put it in your bag. Oh, yeah, that would be... I mean, uh, yeah, I I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) The waiter's kind of like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) Next up will be marsh octopus with pickled ramps and stinging nettles and clarified jellied eel broth. Uh... They are hand-foraged daily by several purveyors and fishermen. The octopus is massaged by hand by a halfling cook for three hours before being lightly steamed. What's a ramp? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, they're like... Um, like a tuber? N- no, they're kind of like um, fudge, like a, a leak or oh. like a... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Dan okay. the GM doesn't know what that is. After the bog octopus, we'll bring out a for the main course, a suckling pig, a suckling pig, in muttermilk, with morsels. Two week old piglets are cooked in their mother's milk. Morel mushrooms are added at the end of the process and adds a delicate earthy pungency to the sauce, which is a light reduction, naturally thickened and with extracted gelatin and evaporation. Oh, that's good. It's not fish. <laughs> I think Danny, the player's losing. <laughs> That's kind of weird. That's so gross. <laughs> After which, we'll bring out poached calf's brain with eggs and crispy sweetbreads. Veal's on the next on the menu next week, but these perishable bits of offal spoil the fastest while the meat improves with some aging. This dish, dish, this dish is a juxtaposition. Normally, only ranchers and farmers eat these dishes. So while we are very familiar with commoners who never eat here, it is decadent to the rich and powerful who are ignorant of its humble origins. We'll then have a rack of braised lamb shank, roasted root vegetables, and creamed millet. Added to the menu specialty for the Schaffenfest. Lamb is sourced from the festival market by the chef himself. It is considered a great honor to have your stock chosen for the menu and is a point of bragging rights and sales to the other customers. The millet is cooked until it begins to break down and thickens the cooking liquid. You might feel this is similar to risotto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After which I will bring you some persimmon sorbet. A simple palate cleansing course to give the dinner a chance to catch the uh, to give the diner a chance to catch their breath and settle their stomach while they wait for the final courses. So Bruno, I'm sure, is incredibly excited that you are getting nine courses. I'm this, there's no way this turns out well. We've never gotten anything good. There's no way that any of this is actually coming and that we're not gonna This is bad, guys. This is really bad. Bruno is already stuffing the uh, the tablecloth into his <laughs> neck. <laughs> uh. Next up will be a chilled vegetable terrine, which is light and delicately seasoned. Local vegetables like asparagus and pole beans are set in a gelatin of fragrant clarified veal broth. I've had lamb before. That's good. Then we will have the house specialty duck confit, caramelized fennel and onions. Duck legs are cooked and rendered in rendered duck fat until tender. It's another dish brought from in from local marshes 
and ponds by hunters, specifically for Chef Victor Klug. Our final course tonight will be poached pear and mulled sweet wine with fig and juniper ice cream. Ice cream? Never had that before. No. Um, that, that sounds incredible. Luckily for you, we happen to have a college-studied wizard on staff to freeze a milk product for us to make this incredibly rare dish. Oh my goodness, what college did he go to? I'll have to ask him. I'll let you know between a course. And Maybe it's the same college that Lucky has went to. Uh, oh, yeah. you've attended the Colleges of Magic. Uh, I did. Uh, different schools, though. He is probably of, um, you know, the the not shadow type. Oh, ah. oh I'll so have to find out for you. All of these things we get. Well, yes, of course. It's a the, series of the courses. Pig and the brain and the lamb. Indeed. Fantastic. There's only one thing from the water. Lots Speaking of, of water, would you like uh, drinks? We have Bugman's Septuple X. We have ale. We have spirits. We have wine. Eh. I've heard of Bugman's, and I will take a mug. Oh, God. And Frederick is like, great taste, sir. Gotrig talked about Bugman's Triple X. So I feel like. Mugs for Gotrig. We almost have to, yeah. In his honor. Two Bugman's anymore? I don't know that I've had one before. It's a treat. Normally, the taverns that I go to don't have these things on the menu. It is the finest dwarven ale. Usually so three Bugmans? I will have one as well. Frontline, four Bugmans. Very good. Thank you, sir. Megirius, anything extra for you? And he uh, asked for a bottle of mead. Um, as soon as as soon as he leaves, Mister 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 uh I I don't mean to be too forward or anything but this is this is not the type of establishment we we can afford if, if this is something that we need to curtail now but is is the type of establishment that we could get very used to with our <laughs> current business venture no 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 no. i'd like to start relationships on a happy note so i asked him to play this song for us no this is on me oh you are guests have ideas that I've never thought of before that could make many more times this dinner's money in, in a month's time. Uh, okay. To me, it's an investment. Yeah. Uh, sure. All we need is a, another small investment of a down payment on a coach. No, no, Franz is taking care of them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so we don't have to worry about the robbers there? No, I think, robbers. He's, I think he's going to kill them. Oh, okay. Good. What? Guys, this is... <laughs> they, this they, is we they, were a merchant's guild. <laughs> we're not talking kid. about killing no, anybody. No, not you. Not you. No. Our other friends. Okay. Yes. All right. Waiter comes back with the drunken Ortolan bunting. The birds. Oh, good. They oh. eat whole except the beak. I've heard of these, actually. These these are probably actually going to be really good. And then it pukes the liquor in your tummy. This is going to be real great. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah. No. So Bruno will eat his and give the head uh, 
everything but the head, which he would give to Lucky. Okay. <laughs> Just Magirius is very confused by this. Or do you want to like try to slay the hand kind of thing? No, no, that's it's, a it's obvious over the table. Toss and try. <laughs> Bruno is <laughs> not subtle. I'm gonna toss it in. <laughs> Where's your uh, bag full of body parts, <laughs> guys? <laughs> Carl's gonna nudge over to Bruno and follow follow my lead. Um, and we'll then turn to Magirius and say, so my, my friend Bruno and I have long worked in separate industries, me moving goods at sea and him moving people on land. But I am thinking to set ourselves apart from the other coaching lines to also be able to move goods from town to town when we cannot carry passengers to make sure that we are always able to generate a profit while running the coaches. Seems like an incredible idea. So not only are they passenger coaches, but they are freight coaches as well. Yes. We might even be inventing a new kind of coach. I think this dinner is going to be very much worth it. And uh, I could be the coach master of this new coaching line. That's something we could discuss for sure. Um, a question, though. I know that uh, Bogenhofen has many um, powerful um, families who have already been in the Merchant Guild. I'm wondering if our endeavors uh, might not um, compete with those families and how they may feel about that. Well, a big part of why we're successful is that we have ways to work together. I would we'd have to talk long about which families we'd like to involve in this. Obviously, this is not something that we're going to fund immediately or ventures like this take time to develop. We need to have investors. I will certainly be an investor myself. I think this is a fantastic idea. We'll need to involve coaching companies. Naturally, uh, the racket line is the first one that jumps to mind as they are the most opulent. Um, Four Seasons, I understand, is a, a relatively new startup. Uh, Cannonball Express out of Nome would be very good to involve in the southern parts of the empire. But it's going to take a lot of... We might even involve all the, the, the major families here. Well, Bogenhofen could be a new... It could be the new Altdorf. It could be the Altdorf of coaches. Mm-hmm. Very, very well could be. Carl elbows Bruno and says, there's probably we want to be somewhat selective about the coaching companies that we work with, right? Right. Uh, oh, of course. I hear the racket lines are very uh, duplicitous about their uh, their ways of doing business. Duplicitous? Terrible. Nothing good. Nothing but good things about them. Uh, their coaches often don't make it to their destinations. Um, getting waylaid by mutants and bandits or just plane crashing. The ratchet line does this? Yeah. I've seen it myself. It's it's true. Many of us have actually had an experience with a cratched coach from the ratchet lines. You have. That's 
shocking to me. Well, we'll, we'll have to make sure that we vet each company that's involved heavily and regularly. They will have to pay dues to be part of the the Coachman's Guild, of course. Um, we only we only accept the best, just like we do for everything else that we venture with. So as the waiter brings each course out, uh, obviously you don't have to eat everything. If the the players are as turned off as the, or the if the characters are as turned off as the players about some of the meals, like the uh, suckling pig, um, you don't have to eat it. I'm assuming Bruno is going to eat everything. Yeah, if if anybody doesn't eat theirs, Bruno will eat their portion as okay. well. Um, Conversation during the dinner continues on about this. I'm not sure how serious you guys are about trying to start this new guild, which is a huge endeavor. I'm kind of into it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you ever do you try to bring up the things you originally met? Yeah, that's the only part I'm having trouble figuring out how we weave into this bad boy. Um, Yeah, no, the the Steinhagers. Uh, I know that they've had like some recent fortunes. Yeah, they have over the last couple of years. Ah, maybe a change in leadership that has led to a uh, you know uh, increase. Well, France has been doing quite well with this for the Steinhagers for for quite some time. I don't. As the guildmaster, I would know if they had a, a sudden increase. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Tugan family? I was going to ask about House Tugan. I, I understand that one of the sons passed away. Yes, it was so. unfortunate, but Johannes, since he came back from Nolan, has been doing great things. I would very much like to involve him in our, our new endeavor here. Do you think perhaps he um he picked up some of his prowess while he was in Nolan? Was he always so promising as a businessman? He had been gone for some time, so I can't speak for how he was before, but since he's been back these almost two years, he has been a shrewd and intelligent businessman. Hmm. Bogenhofen is lucky to have him. And and what's what about cons, uh, Counselor Tugan? Is it the same? Is he one and the same? Yes. Okay. Yes, Johannes Tugan. Okay. He's a counselor. He works at the city halls. Mm. And what about the other houses? What are we? We've heard a lot about uh, House Tugan and Steinhager, but not so much about uh, Rugbroder and Hagen. Oh yes. Well, Hagen, House Hagen, uh, are interesting. They were originally from the wasteland. Hmm. Um. They were. Um, Marion Burgers. I spit on the ground when he says that. I uh, can I make a sorry to offend you. A lore wasteland check to see if that's something I've ever heard of. I am five degrees of failure. So no. Yeah, I rolled a you've heard of the wasteland. <laughs> uh, he he explains to you that Hagen family is known for dealing in luxury goods. Uh, most of their trade is done by river, of course, instead of from Marienburg. And they are closely allied to the Steve Doers Guild. They maintain their own small fleet of sailing barges and they own a wharf, five adjoining warehouses and a suite of offices on the Bergstrasse. They have their own Klingon? What? 
They have a wharf. <laughs> I had no idea where you're going with that for a second. Uh, Why well, the Rugbroder family deal mainly in grain and other farm produce, bringing it into Bogenhofen in exchange for cloth and metal goods produced in the town itself. Hieronymus Rugbroder is the family head who maintains a firm hold on the reins of the business despite being well into his 70s. They used to have a virtual monopoly on trade with Helmgart and Bretonia, but are now in competition with Tugans in that direction. Hmm. More courses come out. He continues conversation like this. Um, if, he, if you try to bring up anything to do with the Ordo Septenarius, anything like that, he will politely steer it in a different direction. At this time. Okay. But could we, during the course of dinner, uh, ply him with drinks so he might be more susceptible to talk about the Order Septenaris? Uh, he got his own bottle of mead that he's slowly having uh-huh. throughout the meals. Uh, everybody make an endurance check. Hell yeah. Bruno, make it average for you. Uh, <laughs> I make that. Easily. Yeah. Okay. Three degrees. Three. Mina? Four degrees. Carl? Rolled a 22. That's three degrees of success for me. And a crit. Man, everybody just puts it away. I mean, this is... You've had halfling meals in the last couple weeks. You've had some pretty decent meals. When you ate with Joseph in Altdorf, you had that pheasant that everybody loved with chocolate cake afterwards. Yeah. That was absolutely nothing compared to this. This is the best food you've ever experienced. Leaps and bounds. Uh, Bruno is more than happy. I uh, would bet. If anybody is down any, well, Bruno can gain a resolve point here for acting in accordance with your motivation. Fantastic. Is there anything that uh, the reading off, is there anything that any characters are not going to eat? No, I'm good for it all. I'll try it all. Yeah, Carl's gonna eat anything he sees Bruno enjoying, which is everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the waiter brings out the last course, the poached pear in mold sweet wine with fig and juniper ice cream. And this is one of the most amazing things you've ever experienced. None of you had anything like ice cream before. It you know, it looks solid, but you put your spoon in and you can slice right through it. No problem. You eat it. You don't even realize it's going to be so cold, but it's sweet at the same time. Fig and juniper flavors throughout. Um, it has a drizzle of, of something on top. You're not even sure what it is. And it's like the most amazing experience you've had with food. Maybe we should be legit business people. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking this is kind of the life for us now. <laughs> As you clean off your plates, I'm assuming Bruno's licking everything clean yes. as much as possible. Uh, Magirius calls over the waiter one more time and he orders a pitcher of brandy and some cups. Okay. After our long conversation, I see how this series of misunderstandings has arisen. I suppose it's only natural, though. We prefer to keep the society's undertakings confidential. I partly asked you here tonight so I can explain to you the Ordo Septenarius in no uncertain terms. You know, understand why we do this for the city. 
especially if you wish to become part of one of the guilds in town. You see, the Order of Septenarius is a club, if you like, and most of the members are drawn from the merchant families of town. There are 49 members in all. We have 42 ordinary members and an inner council of seven. We, re we represent the elite within the Merchants Guild and cooperate with each other in order to reap the greatest profit for all. We make donations to the temples. We run a soup kitchen in the pit for the relief of the poor in association with the Temple of Shalia. There are various reasons why we prefer to remain, to remain nameless. Many of our members are town councilors like myself, and many more are in a position to stand for office if they choose. People in those positions would be open to accusations of bribery and electioneering if they were to engage in these charitable activities openly. And it would be a shame if the poor were to suffer because we were afraid to do anything for them. Also, our cooperation in mercantile ventures is bound to incite a certain amount of bad feeling amongst our competitors. As things are, people are aware that some cooperation is going on, but they don't know who is involved. Thus, they cannot openly accuse any individual of malpractice or take any reprisals. And their suspicions tend to work against them, giving us an even greater advantage. So understand our need for secrecy. There are many who would reap the great political advantage by discovering the membership of the Ordo, and some of our junior members might be tempted by their offers. We need to offer them some encouragement to abide by the rules of the society. Because of this, the workings of the Ordo are wrapped in a certain amount of ritual. I should say the semblance of ritual with various ceremonies, oaths, and grades of initiation. I find nothing concentrates the mind on thoughts of allegiance like participation in ceremony and, and the promise of promotion. I just got a promotion not, not too long ago. Uh, so I understand completely. Very good, Sir Bruno. Um, I, I am certainly no stranger to rituals. This is the semblance of ritual. Yeah, that's what I said. So it, is the 49 members, is this like a fixed number or is this a, a growing group? At this time, it's fixed, but the, uh, the Inner Council could discuss potentially opening it up as for getting a brand new guild in town. Um, how long, uh, assuming uh, an average pace, uh, would it take to establish a, a guild and, and get up and running with uh, the Order? Or would it be quicker to uh, effectively kind of just wait for there to be openings? We could potentially expedite the process. Um, I could give some people working on it. If you don't mind working around the clock, I would say probably in the next two months time, we could have a, a, a draft written up of proposals. Start making connections. I mean, if there's one thing uh, very legitimately that no one in, in our particular company is scared of, it's a little bit of hard work. That's very good to hear. Very good. We don't mind getting down and dirty. Yeah. I, one thing. Obviously, Carl <laughs> pointing at our outfits. <laughs> one thing I, I will have to point out before we could move any further is I see you had some issues with the menu tonight. Not just with the menu, also with the watch and uh, with... Uh, 
No, no, uh, no. Be- issues with the what? Because, because we can't read, Bruno. Oh, right. I was trying to say that politely. Yes. Are any of you able to read? Currently, no. Uh, A very little bit. That is something that we would have to remedy quickly. If we were to move along with this, having to have someone read to you any documents would take that make things take much longer and. Sometimes that could get in the way of the the entire secrecy thing I was talking about. Yeah. Any of you inclined to learn how to read? I've I've dabbled in a bit. Um, I've dabbled. Yes. Uh, just a a tiny bit. I, I've known a couple of letters in my time. Well, and I think it's important. Bruno is uh, an experienced coachman upon among multiple lines. So um, there has uh, you know certainly been some. Uh, passive reading abilities probably picked up through navigation of uh, different byways and highways of the Empire. Oh, very good. Very good. So if Bruno, if you are all fine with Bruno representing your stake in this guild, I could set it up with someone to teach him how to read. That would be most fortuitous. Yeah. Agreed. And Bruno, like, wipes his slimy, uh, sweaty hand off on his uh, jerkin and uh, puts it forth across the table. Maybe, uh, you know, knocking a a wine glass to, like, tipping. Uh, He will gladly shake your hand and then wipe his hand off with a napkin afterwards. Carl slaps Bruno on the back his... You know, things maybe haven't been so bad since leaving Altdorf. We're learning things. You're going to learn to read. Since I left, I learned how to crush a man's leg with my fists. (laughs) (laughs) Magurius laughs and he's like, I don't know exactly what all that means, but it's time for me to get back to work. I've enjoyed your company very much. It's been a pleasant dinner. Uh, He snaps his finger again and, and the waiter comes over and you hear him say, send the bill to my rooms at the court uh hope to see you again soon Uh, we have much to discuss i will send people where can i send people to find you in town if i have any extra questions it's really great we we only know of the cross bikes (laughs) yeah actually probably the cross probably the uh, probably the cross bikes uh do we Quickly, before out of character, like, do we want to mix our uh, yeah, I don't know. our <laughs> relationship streams in that way? Okay, all right. Tier collision. Right. All right. What about the half what measure? A, That's no. the other end that I know of. The I, journey's end is one that we've been to. We we can hardly afford that. <laughs> Everybody, make an intelligence check. Thank gosh. No. Uh, hey. Yeah, no success levels, but I get it. I've got three success levels. Hmm. Yeah, Carl's got a success, no levels. All right. Um. So Bruno, Lucky, and Carl all think, well, there's always the beer belly, too. Joseph did tell you you could stay there, potentially. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, the, the beer belly is docked in the, in the harbor. Uh, in the, on the whatever... It's a business partner that we yeah. have with one of the wine distributors. There you go. Oh, 
okay. That explains why you are new to town if you're traveling on the river. Very good, very good. I will send a man over to the beer billy uh, in case I need anything further of you in the next few days. Sure. How about we can meet back in my office uh, three days hence? That sounds splendid. Very good. And uh, if you need any legal documents drawn up, right, uh, you could talk to our lawyers over at Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Bruno, I want you... Yeah, you wouldn't need a perception check for this. You notice that all throughout the meal, Magirius didn't eat everything. He would take a couple bites of something and typically leave his plate clean. But I definitely noticed that because I would have... No, it would have been rude. Yeah, it would have been rude to like try to like sneakily like grab his plate (laughs) and pull it towards me, right? You, You definitely know that would have been rude. Okay, so... Yeah, no, I definitely noticed that he didn't eat everything. He takes his leave now, and most of the plates still have a fair bit of food on them. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he took them out. And if I can't just <laughs> eat them at the table right now, I will try to make a wet bag of my own. <laughs> First, make a endurance check. Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. That would be... Endurance starts with E. That would be uh, what? Just a four degrees off. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to use my last fortune point for that one. (laughs) What? (laughs) I love how you use fortune points so willy nilly. Yeah, I got that. Okay, you're able to eat it all. Fantastic. Gain a corruption point. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) You eat yourself so stuffed. You, every bite you take, you feel like you're going to vomit, but you take that bite anyway. Worth it. Girl, I bet. <laughs> and you <laughs> feel like you can hardly move. You are sweating profusely. Okay. Ah, the old Marsh octopus sweats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lucky. But man, is it good. Lucky, what, uh, what's the rules for uh, corruption and or gaining uh, mutations? Are you, What? <laughs> You need more than one. What are you uh, at? You more than one. Uh, I can tell you that. What? What is the? Uh, once you reach your toughness plus your willpower bonus. Okay. If good. you go past that, you start rolling for. What are you at? Patience. I'm halfway there. Oh, you have four. Uh, yes. Okay. So you're not you're not in danger at this point. No. Uh, but yeah was the best meal you've ever had by leaps and bounds. There isn't an in- even any fish. I mean, bog octopus, but yeah, nah. it's not fish. Can I make yeah. an intuition check on why he may have uh, not eaten everything? Sure. All right. Uh, two degrees of success. Oh, you saw he was a relatively slight man. Ah, he he and he had a couple bites of everything, but you think he just this he eats like this pretty regularly, so he just wasn't eating till he was full to bursting. Mm. He just enjoyed a little bit of each meal, and that was enough for him. Okay, he can afford it, so he doesn't care about leftovers. Yeah, Bruno oh, sweet. Does. Bruno certainly does. Um, so, guys, I I think we drop everything else that's that that we're currently working on, which is pretty much nothing. And uh, we actually we actually start this coaching line. 
All right. Well, what about the, it, the burst open chests of every person we come in contact with? Yeah, I mean. This man is sure to be dead within a day. Well, here's the test. Uh, people that are well-to-do have not had their chest burst open. Uh, I think by hanging out in higher circles uh, will most likely afford us a protection by not having to be around, uh, you know, the likes of the people that I would normally hang around. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I think that you're maybe forgetting a delicate part of this, which is that the this man is almost certainly really evil. Well, what? He literally said that their order is about helping poor people. He did say that. And feeding soup kitchens and, and, and doing nice things for people. Because, you know, from my understanding, it sounded like people get real mad if they try to give charitably. Which just seems... That seems like the evil thing to do is to judge somebody for trying to help someone else. These seem like really good people. And that does not make any sense to me because where I am from, you do a good deed and you get all of the credit for it. And you hold it over their heads. Plus, in my experience with business, very wealthy people, they help poor people to keep appearances, not out of altruism. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it either way. Either way, it's probably getting about that time that I should meet uh, that alchemist lady. Yeah. Mm. You have been here for probably at least two hours. It's been a long time. All right, yeah, we met at four. It's probably dark around five. We're probably just getting about that time. We should probably finish up here, maybe. And uh... Yeah, okay. Um, Take your leave of the golden trout. Uh, yeah, with uh, yeah. much trepidation. Is there anything? Trepidation. Yeah, probably. That, yeah, they had that in the fennel sauce or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, is there any food left on the plates at all? Uh, you guys said you ate everything. Okay. I was gonna say if you wanted to make room and finish off the rest. Yeah. Uh, if there was any, but it just sounds like I, we're good. Yeah, they clean. They're cleaning up the place. Oh, did they ever bring us the the name of that mage and what school he went to? No. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys head out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're heading back towards the Schaffenfest to talk with uh, Elvira. Yeah, well, we we're gonna meet her actually because we're up north yeah. a little bit, right? So we're actually meeting her at we're the kind Mars of in place. the middle. Oh, you were meeting at the. I think so. That's right. You were going to yeah, be in the garden of more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys start heading that way. It is full dark at this point. Um, it's early night. The chaos moon is out. Everybody make a perception check. I've been, I feel like I'm doing a good one here. Yeah, you kind of are. You've been rolling crap tonight. <laughs> uh, five degrees of failure. Oh, oh. Hmm. four degrees of failure. That's two for Bruno degrees of failure. Wow. Okay. And Mina has four degrees of failure. <laughs> <laughs> so none of you hear this before it happens. You're chatting as you're walking. Had a really good night. Best dinner ever. Suddenly 
it seems like out of nowhere, there are a bunch of men surrounding you. Oh, friends. Carl and Bruno quickly count that there are nine. And they're all holding boat hooks. Oh, we'll find out what happens next time. Fantastic. It's the River Wardens. <laughs> that barrel. Oh, you mug? No! <laughs> I want to say a big, big thank you to patron and friend of the show, Adam Dagna, for providing us with that awesome menu. He wrote out the entire menu and all the descriptions for the golden trout. Um, so thanks so much, Adam. That was amazing and that added so much to that, that scene. super cool. Everybody's blown away that that was from one of our pa- listeners and patrons. So again, thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Go ahead and check out all of our other great shows available from the Professional Casual Network, including The Space Between Presents, which is a deep dive into docu-series, including Season 1, where we covered Tiger King, Season 2, where we covered Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich, and Season 3, where we're currently covering McMillions. We also have The Lost Omens podcast, our new actual play that's coming soon, where we're playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. We also have Big Fiction Energy, our audio drama podcast in which we tell the story of Lanny, the girl without fear, featuring sirenscape sound effects and music. The Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure is our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay actual play podcast, where we play through the enemy within campaign and try to survive the perils of the old world. We also have Elite Age Showdown, where host Big Chuck takes an eight-team bracket that could be about anything and everything and pits them against each other. We also have The Space Between which is a deep dive podcast on the best video games, comics, and movies of today and yesteryear. Last, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, an advice podcast where we take questions from you, our listeners and patrons, and try not to completely ruin your life. You can submit questions through any of the following places. Hit us up on Instagram, The Professional Casual. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Top Tier Casual. Facebook is facebook.com slash professional casual. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash professional casual. And our website is professionalcasual.com.